I V M. Just to remind everybody that language usage and content that we provide here may be disturbing, disgusting, probably will be and should be. Words like bloody custard and words that rhyme with that may be featured. Actually, will be featured. In fact, perhaps will only be featured. Just warning you. Yes, this show is brought to you by Wow Tables and iWave.in. You're listening to Cyrus Says. Okay, it's called Cyrus Says and I have a very important question for the day to all males because only males have that genitalia down there as far as I know, of course, I can't speak for all females. But I've noticed one very strange thing that happens in toilets and urinals across India and that is people have started taking messages and talking while they pee simultaneously. I'm a little worried about this habit for the simple reason that they touch themselves at the right place and then again use the phone and then before the washing happens, the hand sort of goes from the phone back to the little thing below the phone and I'm a little worried about the hygiene involved here because I think that while you do wash yourself and keep yourself clean, what about your phone? How, how are you going to take care of that phone? Sooner or later, somebody else is going to touch that phone. 87% of all diseases in India are caused because of this urinal misbehavior and lack of hygiene. So people, if you're going to use a phone, put it on speakerphone, keep it far away, pee and talk loudly like we do all across India. It's called Cyrus Says. You're listening to Cyrus Says. Yes, we talked to Siddharth Vaze on Cyrus Says. He's a man who's made history by being a general manager of many famous hotels in New York and other parts of America and never stealing the toiletries. He's also going to tell us about his new ventures, how he promotes soft skills in corporate training and above all, his greatest venture, probably his life's mission, which is to find great sporting talent through his new uh, venture, which he will discuss. And all you have to do is send us a check for 51 rupees and uh, you're part of the game. Alright, it's called Cyrus Says and we've got some very special good-looking women in the audience today which you can't see because it's a podcast and it's all audio. So, <laughs> haha, eat your head out. Not head, not heart. Uh, with me actually is Siddharth Vaze. Now, Siddharth, when I say your name because you're the guest for the day, we play uh, spontaneous music, alright? Which you will not hear because I haven't played it in yet. But pretend it's coming as I say your name and you'll just get that whole feel of, you know, being a special man on a special show. Like a drum roll. A little more than that, yeah. yeah. We have, the one thing <laughs> yeah. we have is stock footage. All right, here it is. Siddharth Vaze, our guest for the day. Siddharth, how do you feel? Feeling good? I feel extremely excited to be here, Cyrus. Thank you You so are much. now on the lowest interview format in the history of <laughs> mankind. Premier, all you can do is go up, believe me. Siddharth, let me just quickly describe you and your life. You're a wonderful man who wears clothes to begin with. You have a very fancy watch. You wear keds to work, which I like. And uh, you've got a huge body of work. You started in the hotel business. It uh, was fairly senior. And uh, at a time when most people would have cashed in on all their hard work in the catering and hotel line, you changed track, left the lovely country of America and moved to the beautiful hygienic country of India, where animals and human beings live side by side, sometimes eating each other, sometimes because there's religious differences, not. So uh, please tell us your journey in less than 30 seconds. I hate to sound like Arnab Goswami, but you have that much time to answer all 100 questions. Go ahead. Absolutely, Cyrus. Thank you so much. Um, I actually went to hotel school in Bangalore. I transferred my credits in 2001 to go to school in Providence in Rhode Island next to Boston. You even got that Providence accent when you say it. Providence. I, I picked that up. I, I, apparently, you have part Punjabi blood also, right? Very, very uh, minute, but yeah, somewhere somewhere in because the I, I noticed that in Delhi, the, they do this. They tend to take the American word in American slang. 
uh, they speak the rest in the Desi, uh, you know, uh, sort of lingo. And then it, just the American word, Providence, New Jersey. Have you heard that? I, I, I have heard that. And I get made fun of all the time because my mother is very disappointed <laughs> after spending 15 years in the US that I haven't really picked up an American yeah. accent. People go there for vacations and they come back in two weeks I and know. they've got an American accent. Why so, don't you have an accent? Can you try? Can you put on something? Absolutely. I, I can try and turn it on. Uh, please, please. Uh, just for the sake of our... It just makes people think that we have a more sophisticated setup if you sound foreign. So go ahead. Okay, so the next couple of sentences are going to be in American accent, if that works for you. This sounds more like my four-year-old after watching a program on TV. <laughs> what the hell is this? I, Give me authentic. You spent 15 years there. You didn't pick up the accent? I... I think the, the the best way for me to be authentic there was to try not to have too much of an accent because people, um, again, were just amazed that I spoke that good English coming from India. But Siddharth, when you went to the brothels, yeah. how would you ask for things? You, Without you, the accent, they don't respect you. It's it's all technology-based now, oh, you Silas. just press it's buttons. All, exactly. You all and then they <laughs> press your buttons. Oh, whatever gets you off. Siddharth, I've been interrupting you. The whole idea was that you climbed from hotel and catering in, uh, where was it, in Bangalore? In Bangalore, correct. And you uh, went in and sort of reversed your credits or exchanged them with an American program. Uh, I actually transferred my credits so that I got, uh, I got a so degree reverse in reverse is year. absolutely the wrong word to use. Absolutely. It's actually <laughs> upgraded my credits. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so I went to school in Providence. Uh, Again? Uh, yeah, exactly. Again with the Providence. <laughs> Providence. Yeah, Providence. Yeah. How sweet. That's fair. Get you to Boston? Uh, Boston. Wow. New York? Uh, no, New York is New York. No, you, 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 you the, the York. The York happened. <laughs> Clearly, this is an audio thing. People will pick it up immediately. See, when I say it like a, a good Indian, it's New York. New York. And when you say it, it's like New York. New York. There, there you yeah. go. There you go. Okay, I, I won't keep asking you, but one last one. New Jersey? New Jersey. Hey, ooh, fantastic. All right, go ahead. So you transferred the credits? Yeah, transferred the credits. Went to hotel school in Providence, uh, like I was telling you earlier. God, uh, he said it again. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get, I won't get to this interview. We have to move further. It's no more geographical okay, references. Okay, went to school. Um, I, you know, I was, uh, I, I managed hotels. Where was hotels. this exactly? This, prof, this, prof. this magical place yeah. uh, about oh. an hour, uh, hour and a half outside of Boston. Okay. Um, and it, it was a university called Johnson and Wales. Okay, now just to digress for a second, uh, although I'm very fond of all marine life, Wales included, uh, you entered in 2001 around September 11th, and uh, you know. Correct. I, mean, I actually landed in the states on September 1st, 2001, which right. was exactly 10 days before September 11th happened. Right. Um, and again, it was. I was just about getting, you know, used to a completely new country. I didn't know a soul in, in the States. Mm -hmm. And 10 days later, we were suddenly, you know, class was canceled. We were pulled out into the, the common room. Right. And suddenly on TV, we saw, you know, what the rest of the world saw. I, I must say, uh, not to make light of the situation, but your accent is picking up. Okay. And for me, Thank I can you. see the ratings because we have this uh, uh, little software program which tells us how many people are actually tuning in. And it's just going through the roof. Amazing. You're a genuine Americano. I'll, I'll try and keep this going as just long as I can. Just don't become Mexican in the middle. It slips for some reason. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a Donald Trump fan. I'm just saying that off the record. Got All it. right. So you went to Boston. You started doing this stuff, uh, doing the school stuff. And uh, you fit it in. Everything was good. And then you started working there. Correct. And go on. I actually, I actually worked my way through college um, in an, working in an Indian restaurant. Did you have a girlfriend? Uh, yes. Was she American? No, she wasn't. Where was she from? Uh, she was actually Filipino. Wow, I love you, man. You're my dream guy. You've got the accent. You can say Providence. You've got a fancy Filipino girlfriend in another country. Wow, everything's working good. What yeah. happened? Uh, well, I mean, I graduated. She didn't want to move. Uh, and I was looking for uh, life to be much you more You wanted exciting. an Indian housewife to serve and look after you and <laughs> clean your feet and things like that. No, no, absolutely not. But, uh, was you know, she hot? 
of course. Can you show us pictures? Uh, no, I, I, I don't. Can you call on your mobile phone and make it breathe <laughs> deeply just so that people know that this is all true? I'm sorry, Sabal. I'm sorry. I'm just a sick man. Oh, we'll get back to your life. So you then uh, climb the catering sort of ladder. Yes, the hotel management ladder, as they, as yeah, they, as they yeah. like to call it. And I, I manage hotels in New Jersey. I manage hotels in New York. Uh, the yeah, it's a, going through your background, it's a huge body of work, actually. I find it amazing that you twist, uh, you uh, shifted streams in the middle. But just about the hotel uh, industry for a second. You were running uh, New York Palace, is it? Yes, the New York Palace Hotel. Which is opposite the Waldorf, although mm-hmm. you should never refer to it like that. <laughs> Nobody, it's like saying, I live next to the Ambani's. You know, it's wrong. Yeah. Exactly. So, tell, us, t- tell us a bit about that. I mean, the New York Palace is uh, probably definitely in the in the top three or the top five hotels in New York City. So it's a five star. It is a five star. It's actually a five star five diamond. Is it related to our Taj Palace here in Bombay, uh, Delhi? It is not. It just I, I guess just the <laughs> just the name. Once again, we flick the name. Is it? Yeah. All right. Go ahead. So uh, you're you're managing the New York Palace Hotel, yes. and you had told me before that it was run by or owned by the Sultan of Brunei. Yes. So it's got a it's got a crazy crazy history. Uh, the original building is over a hundred years old. Wow. Uh, on top of that, they built about 55 stories. Um, See, this would never is, happen in Mumbai because we've got very strict rules at the BMC here. 100-year-old buildings come down very quickly. On yeah, their own, of course. Exactly, on their own. <laughs> Go on, their structures are the most uh, m- Multiple owners. Uh, one of the most famous owners, apart from the Sultan of Brunei, was also uh, Leona Helmsley. Oh, uh, the Helmsley Hotel. The Helmsley Why did they Hotel. change the name? Well, I mean, after she died and she left millions to her dog, which is called Trouble. Yes. Yes, exactly. This is my favorite person now. You're no longer my favorite person. Miss Helmsley, who left all the money to her dog, is my favorite person. Yes. And they actually had a private plane and they had to hire bodyguards to protect the dog because he started getting death threats. So sweet. So, uh, of course, the Sultan Brunei and his brother stepped in and they bought the place. And the dog. Uh, I truthfully I don't know what, what exactly what happened to the dog but I'm sure he's well taken care of there with, you go with, he's with the second richest man in the world the dog I'm talking yeah, about the, Sultan yeah. Brunei being the first depending on the markets of course Bill Gates will overtake him in 24 hours uh, so did you get to meet any of these big shots we did I mean we had uh, literally a who's who staying at the hotel right from celebrities to sports teams we had heads of state we had royal families from the Middle East any remarkable incidents that you remember with any big shot celebrities where do you want me to start Cyrus please tell us one or two so, so I know about your fascination with Bakras yeah. So I'm going to start with a really great goat story. Oh God! Okay. Is it gruesome? <laughs> no, it's well. Uh, oh, this is a vegetarian show, as far as I can see. Oh, please. <laughs> but you said it's all over radio, so oh, you know. Go, you, go, we'll go just, ahead. We'll just with your accent, they'll forgive you anything. So a couple of years ago, when I was the manager on duty, we get a call from a guest on the 45th floor of the building, mm-hmm. saying that there's some strange noises coming from the room next door. Now I'm, like, I know that you've been around hotels and other public places for a while, so that could mean anything. Right. So me and a you know security officer, we go up to the to the suite, uh, expecting you know it could be anything from an orgy to people fighting, fighting. to uh, to whatever. <coughs> All the lights are turned off and the suite is completely dark. We walk in and there's complete silence, and um, you know we're just looking at each other and we hear something from the bathroom. So we go into the bathroom and there's a, a full fledged black and white goat with a beard tied to the faucet. Why? And that's exactly the question that me and the security like officer... bestiality are, kind of guy? Thankfully not. Just then, uh, you know, two African-American guys walk in and they're like, what are you doing in our suite? Hmm. And we said, don't worry about it. We work here. What, are you, what is a goat doing in the bathtub in your hotel room? Hmm. And they're like, well, it's our goat. We paid good money for it. 
And we're like, that's not even the point because we allow pets, but only dogs and cats and no, definitely no goats. Mm. You have a racist policy as far as animals go. I, I take that. I note that for my attorney. But uh, <laughs> long, the, long story? story short, this was during Ramadan. Oh, they were going to. And they a, were going to sacrifice the goat right. in the bathtub. But my question to you here is, uh, religious uh, differences course. aside. Lovely. When I try to enter a five-star hotel, all right, of me, course. and I'm not yes. a goat. I'm no beauty, but I'm not a goat. 800 people stop me. How come a guy could walk in with a goat, a bearded, big, black and white goat, in the middle of one of the most famous five-star iconic hotels in the world, and nobody noticed? I mean, there's a lobby, there's, there's CC cameras everywhere, there's probably um, elevators involved, another lobby involved. I mean, the front porch, how do you get in? So the only way that we could figure out that they got it in was they drugged the goat, and they put it in one of their big Ooh. trunks. And uh, they were part of an international delegation that was actually staying with us. Right. And uh, those that, international guys have big trunks, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they were from Africa. So, yes, uh, a Man, pun, pun definitely intended. I got I to warn you, you know, your prejudices are coming out. I mean, there's religious, there's racist. Well, well you said trunks, so that's yeah, why I said Africa. So, well, so we'll, anyway. leave, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it but, at that. But, uh, yeah, so that's, how do you deal with situations such as that? Because you don't want to upset them at the same time. Of course. Technically, they're in the wrong. Exactly. So, I mean, we said that, I'm sorry, but it's not allowed to be here. And uh, after a little, little back and forth, you've seen the movie Hangover, right? Of course. So you have Mike Tyson, you have the tiger, and you have these three uh, right. people in the elevator. Not quite so, the same situation with the tiger would have eaten the goat. <laughs> hence, there'd be no goat. Yeah. Exactly. So picture, so picture me, security officer, two of these uh, fine gentlemen, and a goat coming down in the elevator, Oops. walking through the lobby, out into Midtown Manhattan. Wow. And uh, thankfully, that was the last of the That's one of those goat. only in New York stories, i got to tell <laughs> you. You really earned your place on our podcast. <laughs> it's a lovely story. Amazing. Thank you. And, and were the guests, did you, how do you deal with it? So you're, you go and really shout to them or whatever. So how do you sort of. No, you just, you know, you just tell them that, listen, these are the rules. And if, if you, you know, unfortunately. But don't, if they're don't offended, comply, how would you handle the situation? Well, it depends on the level of, uh, you know, how offended they are. Would you say, I'll keep the goat at home, clean him and wash him and then, you know. <laughs> Give it to you for a little while. No, no, absolutely not. I mean, at, at the at the very most, we'd probably call uh, you know the SPCA or uh, one of those fine uh, animal uh, volunteer groups that who who allow the animal to live for twenty four hours before taking decisions. We'll take a quick break and then come back, uh, Siddharth. Of course, there's so much more to talk about, but I got stuck in a goat story, <laughs> and as you know, when you get a goat story and a good one, you got to go with that. Absolutely. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Cyrus says ad breaks are beneficial to your mental health. And that's what Cyrus says. Yes, still recovering from the Hangover original uh, version, which was the goat in the New York Palace Hotel, run by our very uh, prestigious gentleman sitting opposite me, uh, one and only Siddharth Vaze. But now, so you've achieved uh, the, the pinnacle. You're uh, like a GM. You're running different hotels. You've gone from one place to another. And now in the, at the pinnacle of your career, you just walk out. So what happened? You have one of those fits where you guy wakes up and says, what am I doing with my life? And then you start a religion, but you instead chose to do something far less, uh, uh, you know, materialistic. Go I, ahead. I, I think it was a combination of things, Cyrus. Uh, the uh, intention. What, what kind of pills were involved? <laughs> no, no artificial substances, all natural. Oh, damn you. Ah. But uh, I, uh, truthfully, when I went to the States, I never intended on staying there for as long as I did. The intention always was to move back to India and do something here. My parents are here. I have an older sister here as well. Um, and yeah, but you know, 15 years, you sort of, in, in that period of your life, and we, we know a lot of people like you, uh, you, you, you make that change, you know, cultural shift has happened and you now you're an American because you 15 years, working years are there. So how did that, how do you suddenly like, you know, decide? I think, I think one of the biggest things was I always felt that something was Was missing. it property? <laughs> it's always property, I tell you. The is, it's always the property. No, no, you're no, no, no property, property involved. No and not property. goats here, but real <laughs> zameen, huh? 
<laughs> well, you could say, you know, desh ki zameen and all that. Ah, come yeah, on, yeah, desh ki zameen. <laughs> no, but truthfully, that's I, why you left. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, as hmm. I'm sure you know, the India that I left in 2001 was completely different from the India that I've come back to. True. And I'm sure you'll be one of the first people to agree. I can't that. look yeah. back last week. Forget yeah. 2001. We don't have the research team available to help us with that. But yes, you're right. We're probably in a better place. Go exactly. ahead. Exactly. And and I I wanted to move back. I wanted to start something on my own. Uh, I'm an extremely social person and uh, I always felt that there was something missing when I was in the states. Mm-hmm. And truthfully the 8 years in New York is the longest that I've ever lived in one city. Um, so and and, and uh, quickly, just, you're an army, uh, you're a forgy uh, kid at the end of the day. Correct. So you basically uh, what three four years in different cities in your growing up years as well. Absolutely, three four years. Every three four years. New Where were school. you born? Uh, so I was actually born in a place called Amravati. Of course. Yeah. So from uh, Amravati, you went to. So from Amravati, we went to Jaipur. We were Jaipur. there for a couple of years. Okay. Uh, we went to another place called Babina, which is close to Jaipur. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, a bunch of years in Kalimpong, which is near Darjeeling. Yeah, I know Kalimpong. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lo- I mean, lovely, lovely place. Some of some of my most. But I was there. There's not too much to do. But anyway. <laughs> but that was, I mean, I guess part of the appeal. Yeah. Uh, and then another uh, place called Chandrapur, which is near Nagpur. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then last couple of That's years. That's like a really Pune. lazy naming, no? Yeah. When you just say okay, Nagpur, it's Chandrapur, bola. It's called Jaipur, bola. Come on, let's work a little harder. That's like uh, you know. So you no fixed address, huh? No. I mean, the, the the only fixed address that I knew was uh, was Pune because my parents settled down there and they, uh, my dad retired there. Right. So and then Bangalore for a couple of years and then of course your favorite Providence. Yeah, Providence, there yeah. you go. <laughs> One for the road. <laughs> One for the road. And and then of course eight years in New York is actually the longest time that Siddharth Vaze has been in any city here or abroad. Correct. So in many ways that you're a New Yorker then because by law that's mathematically your strongest suit. So we'll have to go with that. And the funniest thing was when people used to ask me where are you from and I used to say you know India hmm. and they're like but you've been in the states for ten years I don't think you can use India anymore you need to say that you're from New Jersey or you're from there New York. There you go. And let me tell you something. Uh, here's the irony. You come from India where they expect us to tell them good stories but you have to go to New York <laughs> which is now your number one city and that's where you experience your only good story. So that just proves it. Listen, sometimes you know the stars take you where they take you. The, yeah, yeah, the world's turned on its head. New York is the goat stories. We don't <laughs> have any goats anymore. All right, uh, let's now uh, move away from there to your to this uh, epiphany that happened or this this switch that happened one day. So you're at the top of your career, like I've said a hundred times. And then why would you change? Just a call from India. What happened? So, like I said, I wanted to start something on my own. Uh, I wanted to come back uh, closer to home. I and I guess one of the the most real things for me was. Every year when I used to visit, like every other good American, uh, not American, every other good Indian kid. Yeah, they show you girls. Yeah, <laughs> I love well, it. A combination of that, and I saw my parents getting older. Right. Uh, and you know, like they. Yeah, like so what you say? What you saying is the girls played no part. Well, I mean, if they, I was, they, they may have played Indian, a small part. Yes. See, if I was an Indian kid abroad, I'd only come back to look at the girls. I would never <laughs> commit. I'd be like, Daddy, show me some girls. I mean, this is only time legally everybody can just ogle. Come, let's look at girls, son. <laughs> Even he can. I mean, let's seriously, I was going on coffee dates and lunch dates and dinner wow. dates, and, wow. uh, and but then I used to leave. Uh, Two weeks later, and then never see anybody again. But uh, to take a car metaphor, you wouldn't get a test drive. You just uh, go for coffee, and it would be that, right? Well, yes. See, I didn't get to do the arranged market. My wife forced me to get married, and so I didn't have a chance. I really miss it. I wish I had. So, what really happens? You think? Do you, do you get to uh, you know sample the goods? If you may? well, again, it depends on what kind of girl. You're, a gentleman never uh, tells. Is that it? But you're smiling from does. year to year, <laughs> and <laughs> since you didn't get hitched and haven't got hitched yet, it is clear to me that you had an open season for a little while. I did come close a few times, if that counts. But for sealing uh, no, the deal, no. has, the good story put them off. Exactly. There you go. I can't lead with that anymore, except with uh, Cyrus on <laughs> you, the Cyrus Hayes show. You hit the high notes with me. I'm a happy man. <laughs> so now you've you've come back, and then you decided to go into totally different things. Corporate training for soft skills. What does that mean? 
so essentially, I started a company that does uh, corporate training. Uh, we work with corporates as well as uh, B-school professionals, like business school right. uh, graduate students. Um, one of the biggest things that I found that made the transition easier for me when I was in the States was, uh, you know, again, my communication skills and having the right attitude. Uh, and a lot of people are talking about technical skills. Not enough people are talking about... And of course, we have corporates complaining so about... soft skills, what do you mean? Like how to open a door? We're, uh, we're talking about verbal, verbal, non-verbal communication. How do you conduct yourself in an interview? How do you conduct yourself in a meeting? Like what would be appropriate? If, were you to scratch yourself while talking to uh, someone in an interview? Is that wrong or right? Because in it, India, I think it's right. It depends on where you scratch yourself, Cyrus. It, uh, you you scratch you, your arm, that's fine. If you're if, scratching... Uh, no, what if I scratch my arm, but I use his arm to scratch? Is that allowed? <laughs> If you don't want the job, then I think that's a, that, that's a Siddharth, great way to these go. These are relevant questions. People listening are going to be, Siddharth, please help me. This is free. Okay. No, so jokes apart, you were doing soft skill training, Correct. which I think in India, we don't take seriously at all, right? Absolutely Everybody's not. very into their books. As you said, the technical skill and know-how is always good. Guys who achieve, super achieve, but they don't have that PR skill. They don't have that and interactive skill. You know, you're, a lot of what we talk about is how do you sell yourself? Uh, mm-hmm. We're talking about, you know, what is, for example, I'll take you as an example, if that's right. okay. What is Cyrus Brocha's personal brand? And does anybody want to buy it, most importantly? Uh, at uh, the moment, the market is looking a little <laughs> dull, but could you get back to us? We'll just see how things go. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, uh, we, we talk about verbal, nonverbal communication. We talk about uh, negotiation skills. We talk about presentation skills. So you're skills. teaching people who are already in the corporate line or are you te- uh, teaching more the business schools who are about to get into the corporate line? Actually, both. Okay. Uh, because you'll be amazed. But, but, but do people, are they recipients of your talk? Uh, are they happy to receive this talk yeah. when they're in the middle of their career? Uh, well, or do they get like ego and hey, you don't tell me, I know how to talk to people. <laughs> and that's exactly what it is because a lot of people come in with preconceived notions saying that, listen, I've survived for so long and I've uh, got yeah. promoted several times. Exactly. Uh, which may or may not be uh, because I was great at what I was doing, but mm-hmm. I just happened to be the only person that stuck around. And my father-in-law owns a company, well, but that's, that's beside that, the point. Exactly. Yeah. No, but you'd be, you'd be amazed at how much people want to better themselves. And, and I think this is really uh, catching on in India now. It right? is, it is. This uh, sort of refresher courses, sort of where's the weak point in the corporate. Plan. Exactly. Can I be part of this whole deal of course yeah i mean i, I, you, I pretend to have some skills we can't let you be the face of the organization no, no, Cyrus, no. for, for no, obvious soft, reasons it's soft skills yeah. <laughs> i'm very touchy about the word soft i'm in my 40s yeah. <laughs> okay all right so you're doing that but actually your heart is in something else let's move to that now so while this is go you made the transition you've come to india you've returned uh you're doing the corporate trainings you're using your skills in a sense uh, uh, not letting that go to waste all your training but there's something else you want to do what is that so the passion project that I've been pursuing for the past couple of months is actually a company that me and a friend. Okay, there's no sex involved in this, right? Absolutely right, not. Go ahead. We're, we're talking about passion for sports. Passion for sports. And so we started a company called SportsFund.in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you say it fast enough, it sounds like sports funding. Oh, SportsFund.in. Yeah. And you plugged it beautifully and they'll remember it for life because it starts, <laughs> sounds like sports funding. See, this is, this, is, this is a technique that your soft skills uh, give you. Absolutely. Now, everybody who's heard this program <laughs> knows your, your, your byline for life. Um, yeah, but uh, can I just digress again? So, uh, growing up in India, were you into sports? Where does the sports connection come from? Is well, there? I think one of the one of the, the the privileges that I had growing up as an army brat was having access to all of these clubs and, like you said, oh the gymkhanas. Yeah, uh, the, where you you know you have access to badminton courts, tennis courts. You guys pools. are the biggest houses in the and Adelies who will uh, <laughs> catch the ball. I, I don't think any army kid has ever fielded. A- exactly. Yeah. But then you but then you know you go out and you see um, a lot of people that are not as privileged as as you were growing up and they don't even have access to basic. But facilities. did you were you good at sport? I I was mediocre at best. Uh, what was your best sport? Uh, I probably said. And remember that uh, masturbation is not a sport. <laughs> I, I have to bring this up from time to time because people don't believe it. 
in that case i'd say tennis <laughs> <laughs> mixed doubles huh? so tennis was your thing did you did you play any level were you, you know? no I, i you know i played i played basketball uh, briefly for when i was in school i played tennis briefly so you represented school and college at basketball uh, i represented school yes not college okay not bad not bad so you had yeah. some sort of there was, there was a moment when you could have been a serious yes. sportsman then perhaps it sort of evaporated exactly. as it happens very often i could have been a female wrestler but you know they couldn't get the right outfit things didn't work out yeah. i'm sure that was the only that was the only that reason. was it that yeah. was it there's absolutely no other skill uh, no but let's get back to this whole thing so this it suddenly struck you that uh, we are a huge country and our whole sports programming is never been sort of uh, streamlined there's no process in place Exactly and uh, you know and we're trying our best to at least have some sort of professional outlook it's actually going to be a tech platform for athletes that are that are coming up as well as ones that are at a certain stage in their career where they say listen we we're we're playing at the national so level So how do you source these guys you use google maps and look down from somewhere all right over chandapur village uh, third door from the right is young bunty who you can see is playing cricket and scoring runs without using a bat We're actually going to have perhaps is a freak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if Google Maps was the only way to go, but we actually going to have a, uh, you know, a, a very very well qualified panel uh, which is going to select people, of course, because you need to do background checks, you need to know that these are spe- people that are serious about professions. You can't just have somebody collect the money and then, you know, go to Goa with his friends and uh, and party all weekend. Which he can do later once he's a superstar anyway. Exactly. Yeah. But on his own dime as opposed to collecting money from people and then uh, using that money to pay right. for So money. is this going to be like a pan India sort of movement? You think you have the software to, you know, Uh, look at everybody all over is so that ever possible so we're going to start small obviously you know with a technology platform uh, get get a few athletes on board have a few success stories and then uh, who knows you know how far we go has this been done any uh, before at all it has not this is the the we've done we've seen it done briefly in different crowdsourcing platforms yeah here and there but this is going to be the only one that's totally dedicated china's to done a version of it give me your second kid and i'll make him a sportsman <laughs> something like that but uh, it's not exactly what you what you want to do and and I don't think ask don't ask for every second indian kid in fact don't ever ask for indian kids all right i think the motivation involved is 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 definitely different there okay but you haven't uh, started yet we're still no, in the planning not. stage the pre production stage exactly we so we have the concept we have the business plan we we put together you're looking something for money else. right we're looking for money uh, amit get our checkbook we'll just we'll do what we can we'll take a break more as a checkbook this is take a break for some reason that's <laughs> our setup we'll come back lots more to talk about siddharth vaze of course going from uh, a 4g kid traveling all over india to now someone who wants to find the next mahendra singh dhoni uh, saina nehwal sania grewal or one of those sania saina mixes that plays one of those racket sports when we come back cyrus says stop picking your nose listen to this ad and that's what cyrus says Right back here with Siddharth Vaze and lots more to discuss about his uh, quest. So very interesting life. You know, most people live a life. At least in my father's time, a lot of the people you'd uh, look around you, the elderly gentlemen would would go to a company, work from twenty four till fifty nine, then they'd be given that gold watch. Literally in a, in a in a sort of uh, you know upper middle class sort of uh, subculture. But now your story is very interesting. You're in 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 just fifteen twenty years of a working life, you've gone through one uh, in another country to one profession. You've come back here. You're starting another profession, and you still. I have a certain uh, hobby profession in the background as well. Correct, Cyrus. I I think I blame I blame it on my being a Gemini and having multiple personalities. I married a Gemini. Really, really. So you know how easily bored we get. So. Yeah, he left me. <laughs> <laughs> She's there though. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. No, my father's Gemini as well. Don't talk to me about Gemini's, males and females. I can't bear them. 
Uh, do you have the same issues that we have with Gemini's, which is that uh, they get angry at 3 o'clock in the, uh, in the afternoon and forget that at 4? So that whole fight never happened. It's actually 3 and 3.15. It's, it's, yeah. it's not even 4 it's, o'clock. It, I thought it was like a joke or a stereotype, but it's actually true. When you marry them and you live with them, you understand. We're so easily distracted that literally it's not even anger is not a powerful You're telling me I've been emotion. asking you questions you haven't answered already. <laughs> yeah. It's going off the last half an hour. Right. Uh, and unmarried Siddharth Vazir, I may add. Correct. And looking for someone? Absolutely. All right. So if you are a former Miss India from 1999 to 2013, send in your pictures uh, as well as your uh, uh, bank account statements, and only for verification so we know you're the real person. And uh, let's see if Siddharth Vazir likes you. His soft skills will uh, be used to woo you and make you into Mrs. Vazir. Uh, Vase good <laughs> Vase is great Vase is great Vase good enough Alright Okay let's Let's talk a little bit about uh, Now The other things that have been going on You've come back to an India In what uh, A couple of years back now uh, I just came back about uh, 11 months ago 11 so, months So your bag just didn't come Obviously uh, And you've noticed all kinds of changes of Have you noticed this sort of uh, Right wing Rearing its head from time to time And this intolerance that we seem to be Or is it just my imagination Because there's more TV channels and radio channels And things like that uh, For example, this very week We had a beautiful moment When uh, uh, this young gentleman called Mr. Kulkarni Who was at one point appointed uh, as L.K. Edwani's right-hand man uh, When L.K. Edwani had a job This sadly doesn't now uh, Well, he had this terrible moment at the press club Where somebody came and inked him uh, I won't name the Shiv Sena because that's not right. But so this group came and they put ink all over his face. And Mr. Kulkarni, I, I thought he was fantastic. He stood there looking very composed and calm like a martyr. And did you notice? And this, I just can't get my mind around this. And I don't want to make light of the situation. But he used the mobile phone, fully painted black, and had a long conversation. Probably you're discussing, oh, so what picture is that? 7.30 today. I just want to know once I finish the press conference. And then just had this absolutely normal conversation on the news channels, completely with a black black face with ink and a black mobile phone with ink and I, it's just it's very surreal this whole thing happening now as it is almost on a monthly basis in our country did you notice this at all Siddharth? absolutely i mean you talk about 15 seconds of fame and people are literally jostling each other out of the limelight to to get their 15 seconds of fame so i'm not sure uh, you know if he took advantage of the situation that presented it but uh, uh, to each his own right yeah but you come from this so-called great liberal land so they say i don't know they stopped entering many places. They kept asking me for ID and I was 22 years old. I felt <laughs> terrible. Now I wouldn't. I'd love it if they You're still me. 22, Cyrus. I know, but now now they, they, it's, now you're too old. Then you're too young. But it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, no, but coming back to this whole thing, do you feel we're being repressed a little bit culturally? That we aren't allowed to you know, say what we want to? Do you get a feeling that uh, we are being told what to do? Well, I think it's a combination of, like you said, too many TV channels, too many media outlets. I mean, it's, uh, things are being covered more than they ever were in the history of the country. Right. So, of course, everybody feels it a lot. And, uh, one and of obviously the, surplus ink. And, you have no and problem with ink. That's one, one thing that's really... Was it well. ink or paint or was no, it a combination it was of ink. both? It was oh, okay. It was. Now, paint, then you have to hire an artist. And this just yeah. takes too long. <laughs> in fact, I was told there was a seventh shift and who didn't make it in time. He came two minutes late and there was no uh, face left to paint wow. or to ink. So he was very upset because he comes from Malad. You know, there was a train problem and he couldn't catch the train. train Hopefully he still got paid for the day though. Oh, he's so upset he's uh, quit and joined the RSS. He's like, <laughs> I can't do this anymore. This is nonsense. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm just asking you, the perspective of yours will be a little different because you've had that gap. Of course. Do you feel that we are at all getting, um, uh, well, you know, controlled or, um, you know, marginalized as far as free voice goes, free expression goes? Well, you know, I hate to get all, uh, you know, politicians. Your, your undies in a twist is the American phrase. Yeah. But in a, in a democratic uh, country, I think the basic right of people to express their opinion in an adult manner mm -hmm. uh, without offending anybody else, I don't think should be offending or offensive to anybody else. 
of course, when you start crossing people's uh, personal spaces and boundaries, that's where the problem starts. Because nobody really cares who threw the first stone or what was the first uh, instigation that happened. But uh, uh, unfortunately, it's it's all downward from there. Yeah, it's also this anti-Pakistan uh, thing which a lot of people do, which don't have any personal sort of uh, issue at stake there. But you as a 4G kid, obviously and your dad must have seen either action or some sort of action, or obviously was under pressure many times in his career. So what do you make of it? Because I, I find the army people are a little more generous towards the neighbors than the non-army people are. And and the reason for that is, uh, and yes, uh, you know, my father, like a lot of other fathers, uh, had to make a lot of sacrifices uh, you know, for the for the country, mm-hmm. and uh, for everybody out there that has so much pent up anger and, and aggression in them, and that are saying, "Oh, we need an outlet." I'm I'm sure the army is looking for volunteers, especially in Siachen. Form a cell, yeah. uh, a Siachen cell, two days training. I can be the commandant. <laughs> Give them uh, one sweater each, a pair of gloves, and one stick, and go there and fight. Exactly, for the country. We'll, we'll attend the funeral. We're talking about 21,000 20, feet, and you know, you're you're, yep. you're you're putting your weapons Fun in. Fun for the whole water. family. Who yeah. wouldn't do that? <laughs> I think yeah. we should print brochures. But but it's amazing. I uh, I, I understand from the, all the 4G uh, kids' parents who I know, rather the army officers that I know have met, they always have a, a far more kinder approach to this whole situation than uh, people who've never gone to battle, never will go to battle, and actually don't understand the history of India and Pakistan. Because Cyrus, like, uh, you know, sitting in, in Bombay and enjoying 40-degree weather and, and commenting about what the neighbor is doing and being selective about it. Yeah. So, Essentially, what you're saying is cricket is not okay, but a writer uh, coming and presenting his book from across the border is fine. Yeah. Or you're saying Pakistani actors and background singers are okay, right. but you can't have a play. Right. So, I mean, who who makes the rules or who draws the line? Absolutely. So, I'm, I'm sure this group is as confused as the rest you of know, the country. You know, my biggest fear, we're going to take the same attitude with China in a couple of years. And then they're going to ban Chinese food. And if they ban Chinese food, I'm quitting. I'm leaving India. I, you do not touch my Chinese food. I don't you never the, touch my Chinese food. I don't think the food that we eat in India can actually be categorized as Chinese food. because They don't know about it yet. We've already <laughs> taken the monopoly. It's Chinese. And let me tell you, the Pakistani food, which is also Indian food, the Peshawari food, Northwest Frontier food, as you, whatever you want, name you want to give it. What about that? Uh, we should be allowed to eat that. I where mean, do we draw the line? Yeah, where do we draw the line? I, I completely see your outrage. And, yeah, uh, yeah, you, know. I'm, you know, I, I don't have a problem with people objecting. I just don't like the violence. I, I'm not, not a fan of violence. And you, coming from an army background, know that violence really should be the last resort. I think more than any of these people. Let's not preach, since I've not even been a watchman. Although I was in NCC, does that count? How long were you there and did they you leave? They threw me out three months. But That's let me tell you, and I swear, Siddharth Bazi, this is true. They made me sign, and my mother had tears in her eyes. I was 12 oh years God. old. Made me sign a form which said, if your son dies in battle active combat duty, he will be paid 87 rupees. The year was, I think, what, 1985, 6 or something like that. But I I thought she cried, not because I would die and that idea came to her head, but because my son's life is only worth 87 rupees. At least round it off to 100. I remember my father arguing. But yes, this the is The only true. reason you joined was because they allowed you to wear shorts, correct? Yeah, because I want to escape moral science. If you do moral science, you sit in the class. NCC apparently was outside. But they were so irritating. They made me march half an hour. And if you talk three or four times, they kept punishing you. Wow. So before I knew it, I was like... They said, and, you lasted, and you lasted three months. Three months. But then they asked me to go back to moral science. They said, really, your morality is an issue. Just go there. So I went. How's that working out for you? Oh, I passed the class. Okay. You, I went to the back. A lovely girl, Parina Kolabavala, was sitting next to me. I'd copy her notes, as most boys do in schools and colleges in India. And I passed. I think I got more than her and I copied all her notes. <laughs> Maybe your handwriting was better. I remember I, we used to get uh, extra, I, extra... I think the teachers are all sexist. Because it's amazing, uh, in the co-ed schools, the girls all do better, but the boys all achieve more. It just seemed to be like a pattern. I don't know why that happened. 
you know, I take that back before I get hammered for that one. All right, we're building bridges here uh, with neighbors and friends and uh, genders, but there's lots more to talk about. And uh, there's one particular question I want to ask you before we wind up this section. Uh, I've researched this thanks to Amit Doshi, my wild producer, who he alone can find this on the net. One third of vegetarians in UK eat meat when they get drunk. Now, as a foreigner, as a representative of the Western world, can you explain this? They're vegetarian, but they eat meat when they drink. What, what does Cyrus, that mean? Cyrus, after alcohol, literally you eat whatever you can get your hands on. Oh, is on. it sexual? So, yeah, I, I don't think oh, so. Oh, God, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take one step away from the mic each. Breathe deeply and go again. Uh, so, yeah. So, what? all I can figure out is that, yeah, you're absolutely drunk. You don't know what you're eating. Has that happened to you? Or, or, or only the non-veg uh, shops that are open. I mean, all the vegetarian shops like good. But then they know. compromise on their morality and just say, what the hell, I'm hungry. <laughs> Oh, nobody's watching. Any 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 port in a storm, right? So. Oh, Baba, <laughs> you're back home. You're back home, Siddharth Vaze. <laughs> Do you have any nice stories from your past? You've told us one good story, but uh, something wild now. Uh, before we go into the next segment, from either your bachelor days in college and school there, rather, and also your days as imperial ambassador to the New York Palace Hotel. So, uh, like I told you, we, we had more than our fair share of uh, you know royalty coming and staying with us uh, mm -hmm. from the Middle East and. Uh, we had a, a queen from actually a kingdom come and stay and uh, her her assistant said, we'd be staying for a, a couple of weeks, just put us down and we'll let you know when we're ready to leave. So they started with 30 rooms. Uh, and For one queen? For one queen and of course her entourage. So she had, uh, you know, of course the best of everything. So they have Israeli bodyguards, they right. have English nannies, wow. uh, they, have, uh, they have Indian and Filipino maids. I'm, why? Yeah, I want to yeah. be accountants, <laughs> doctors, and, drivers. Well, yeah. It's well, maids. Yeah, no. It's maids. And uh, she was having such a great time. And this was summer in New York, which is always a beautiful time of the year. She ended up calling her sister in London and saying, listen, I'm staying at the New York Palace. They're taking really good care of me. Do you want to come and join me? So her sister comes with her entourage of, say, another 50 rooms. What are you saying? Um, long story short, they ended up calling a couple more sisters. They ended up staying for six months with a total of 300 rooms. And that is how the Arabic Spice Girls were formed. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we'll take a quick break and then come back. Uh, Cyrus says, ask me anything. If you want Cyrus to answer your questions on air, send an email to whatcyrussays at gmail.com. If you send us a link to a sound file on SoundCloud, we'll even play you asking the question in your own voice. And that's what Cyrus says. All right, uh, Siddharth Vazi and me exchanging names and numbers of young women who worked in his hotels, who he keeps in touch with for various reasons, mostly professional. Uh, but we do have joining us now our producer, Amit Doshi, hey, who hey. celebrates his birthday many months later. And he's going to take us through the AMA. Siddharth, you know what an AMA is, right? Of course. And uh, we've got questions from all over the world because you're a international... You're a pan-India citizen as well as a pan-America, pan-world citizen. So you're like a real global person. <laughs> All right. All okay. right. Okay. So uh, the first question we have is from Mihir Darji. The question was from Chau. It was actually for Chavi, but I thought it would be kind of appropriate since she's not I'll there. lighten my voice and I'll change my poise. And uh, <laughs> The question was, how do you manage to sit through an entire recording? Do you ever just feel like getting up and leaving? Which I think she just did. Right? Uh, <laughs> I think by her not being here, she's actually already making a statement and answering you know, the question. The lack of respect in this question, I haven't picked up yet. Uh, let me tell you what it is. The guy's not even mentioned my name. He's like, just, just want to leave the recording. Not even what's his name. Not, just leave the recording is good enough. So for me, yeah, this is amongst the most disrespectful questions. I think, so. I think it was we too. We should give a prize to this person. Mihir, wherever you Mihir are, Darji. Uh, you'll get a double uh, two-hour telecast or rather two-hour version of this episode just for you. And uh, Chavi sends her compliments, but at the moment she's lost. 
As we record this, we have no idea where she is. She's gone to the States and um, let's hope she comes back. Undisclosed location and all that. Yes, and uh, looking for a husband, I'm told. Oh. <laughs> a Republican, sir. Ripe for the picking. Okay. Uh, the next question is from the only listener. Uh, <laughs> uh, dear Cyrus. It's what I like about my mom, Siddharth. You know, the Indian moms are like that. They always back you. She yeah. never stopped loving you, did she? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Uh, do you agree that we have become a generation who listens to comedians and laughs at politicians? Uh, this is a far too important question to throw at me. I'll give this to Siddharth Vaze again, who climbs two worlds or straddles two ponies, whichever is more sexual. Go ahead. Uh, dear listener, I think more than anything else, it says a lot about the comedians and the quality of comedians that we have nowadays and the quality of, sadly, politicians that we have nowadays. Although I feel the hairstyles of Indian politicians have improved tremendously. Absolutely. You go back in time and you see what they do with their hair and features right now. It's really good. I, I think aesthetically we're a better political race now than we were 10 years ago. Much better groomed too. I mean, but the comedians are ugly. I'll, I'll be frank. I'm among the better looking. so you can. And I'm not even allowed on a visual format, as you know, from this show. So uh, Indian comedians, buck up. My point, don't look at the audience when you're doing your thing. Far, far more satisfying for all. <laughs> okay. Uh, the next question is from Briefless Attorney. Uh, can Board Barocha do an... Oh, that's you, Board yeah, Barocha. He's yeah, Twitter yeah. this. Yeah. Can you do an entire episode of Cyrus Says in a Parsi accent? It would sound fantastic. Doing a Parsi accent is not going to be a problem, Dikra. The problem is that uh, after some time, the guests will get irritated, you know, because the guests want some kind of respect, not some kind of caricature going on in the background. Of course, if he comes to one of the bugs and finds a person like this, he'll know it's not a caricature, but a reality. And that is the way it is. I don't even know how to respond to that. And you're appealing to an international audience, so I'm not sure a lot of <laughs> we people... Lost, <laughs> we lost our three Filipinos early in the piece when you went out with a lady. Chinese food is gone. Pakistanis have left. Let's see what we have. We have nothing. We have only we, the Indian people left. We have nothing. <laughs> the Indian people in India, Indian because people. many have followed the PM and not returned. Okay, yeah, that's true too. Uh, okay, and the last question is from Pallavi Kulkarni, uh, planless Oh, this is planner. about that uh, Mr. Kulkarni Senior's issue, is it? <laughs> No, this is not about that. The this ink blot test, as we call it, for writers in India. Okay. No, that's not it. Go ahead. No, it wasn't that at all. Uh, the question was, what do your wife and kids have to say about the show? She should be one of your guests. Uh, my wife never watches anything I've done from my early MTV days. Not a play, not a movie, not a TV show, not an event. Uh, you know, and that's why we stay married. I, on the other hand, have no idea what she does, which I think I should now pay attention to because the internet you know, allows you access to people from the other gender. And I think my wife seems fairly satisfied. It is not me. So now that you mentioned it, I think I do need to work on that act a little bit. But yeah, we just don't, uh, she doesn't really follow anything. What do, what do you tell her when you're going for work? Or, I mean, not that you can call this work. But, well, I uh, just say that the condoms are for uh, an experiment with uh, fruit. Uh, other than that. Every day? Every single day. <laughs> <laughs> my experiments with fruit and no this is not a pun on anybody else's book please <laughs> okay alright that's all we have for the AMA questions alright wow. Amit thank you so much but we need to say bye to Siddharth Vaze in a nice way and once again mention his uh, his new venture uh, which is sportsfund.in and if you say it fast it's sportsfunding which is what you're looking for yes so if you have money out there it's a noble <laughs> venture he wants some money in his pocket to help find the next Donis the next Mirzas the next uh, Newals and what have you also the next Amrit Rajs I like Leander and Mahesh but they got to get the act together so in the meantime I'll go back to the old and work on their tan apparently they oh, oh <laughs> my god you leave no stone unturned do you <laughs> how many friends you got Siddharth none I can see yeah. <laughs> alright with apologies and love bye bye 
You're listening to Cyrus Says. All views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily the views and opinions of the Indus Vox Media Network or any of our show advertisers or sponsors. No animals were harmed in the making of this podcast. Obviously.